Hi guys, tonight's Girls Night, we are talking about losing ourselves in motherhood. I have Marissa with me and we know all too well about this. Uh, Once you become a mom, it is so easy to forget you were once anything else. It is so important to nurture those other sides of us though. It is truly how we be the best version of ourselves, including the best mother. But so much changes when you become a mom that is just not talked about. Um, If you have children, you are absolutely going to relate to this episode. Uh, And if you don't have children, but you hope to one day, I hope this episode helps prepare you in ways that we didn't feel prepared. We are breaking this topic off into three episodes. There is just so much that we want to cover on this topic. I also want to say a huge thank you to everyone who came out and supported Hot Mess Express this weekend. We had our annual volunteer appreciation event, and it was a great time. So thank you so much for the support. All right. It is going to be a great girls' night. I don't even know your name. Why are we discussing my boobs right now? (laughs) It's essentially like you're drowning and someone hands you a baby. (laughs) No pressure. No pressure. (laughs) I know. But it's a lot of pressure. Girl. 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 This is Girl Same with your host, Brittany. Girl. Girl. Girl Same. Hi guys, welcome back to Girl Same, our Girls Night podcast. I'm Brittany, your host, and I am here with Marissa. We are fresh out of a Hot Mess Express event. Mm -hmm. It was a great day. It was a great day. It It was was a hot, hot, (laughs) hot mess event. (laughs) It was extremely warm. Hot AF. (laughs) But, but there was a breeze. There was a breeze. It wasn't as terrible as I thought it was going to be. If you're wondering how hot it was, I got there at 8 a.m. Mm-hmm. I got home at 4 p.m. Mm-hmm. I did not pee once until I got home. <laughs> I only peed once while I was there, which is insane. That is insane for you. Because most of the time I can take a sip of water and I have to pee seven times that hour. Right. <laughs> um, I did. I peed one time towards the beginning before it even yeah. reached peak temperatures. And then, yeah, I was I was just kind of good because it was coming out of all the other orifices honestly (laughs) i have never sweat so much in my life and i had one of those fan things i know i was very jealous around my neck um that my husband so sweetly at like midnight i remembered i had it and he went and he charged it for me (laughs) they knew i would be dying (laughs) but speaking of hot mess we have some exciting news we are officially Hot Mess Express nonprofit. Yes, that's so exciting. Which is super exciting. And it makes me officially president of a nationwide nonprofit. And I am still figuring out how that happened. Well, it's not scary at all, is it? It's not terrifying. It's not terrifying. No pressure. No panic. How's it feel to be vice president? Equally unterrifying. <laughs> Calm as could be. Calm. <laughs> I'm not shaking at all. <laughs> all right so tonight we're going to talk about losing your identity when you become a mom Um, and this is going to be a three-part series our first ever series yes we've had two-parters but we've never had series 
But this topic is is huge. And I have so many thoughts on this. Yeah. Lots to discuss. So tonight we're going to start with covering some of the changes that you face when you become a mom. Uh, the second part, we're going to wrap those up. And then for the final part, we will talk about how you can avoid losing yourself completely and what we personally do to help with that. Mm-hmm. Because I think I personally feel like I've come a long way. I know that I have. Yeah. Just in the past two years. Yeah. We so we were kind of talking about that because the first time that I really felt like I was losing myself was when my kids were pretty young. Mm -hmm. One, two and three, two, three and four. Those were those were the hard times. And during that time, I wasn't working. Mm hmm. Uh, I didn't have any support system. I didn't have any friends or family physically in the area. Mm -hmm. And then on top of that, I've talked about this a little bit before, but, you know, Kuhn was commuting. So he was gone all day long. He was gone when we woke up and he got home right before it was time to put the kids to bed. Mm -hmm. So for me to lose myself in motherhood, uh, like, of course, because I literally had nothing but motherhood (laughs) right you know and so then that quickly you start to feel like that is all you are that's all you have to offer which is just never gonna be enough for anybody Mm -hmm. and you get depressed yeah you really do you start to just feel sad all the time that you don't have other things to put your energy towards Mm -hmm. that you don't have a way to be creative you don't have an outlet it is all just mom all the time yeah you know, I think my experience is a little bit different because I became a mom so young. And, you know, they say that you don't really find yourself until your 20s. And I became a mom at 20. So I never I, I never really knew who I was going to be as an right. adult other than a mom. That was really all. And so uh, now that I'm older and I have more kids, it, it kind of took me a while to figure out who I wanted to be outside of a mom and what kind of stuff I wanted to do outside of motherhood. And that was, that was very intimidating and it was depressing because for a long time I didn't, I didn't have any other identity, you know, that it was just, that was my only identity. Right. It's different for us. So like for me, when I became a mom, I definitely looked back on the life that I had, Mm -hmm. the person I was. Yeah before having kids Mm -hmm. uh and you got to a point where you're like i never had any of that yeah didn't have that period of time to to go out and make stupid mistakes exactly yeah be young and you know the especially like your 20s are so you're selfish years right yeah you know and i like for a reason you need that time to Mm -hmm. figure that stuff out so then you're figuring it out when you've already got one kid. Right. <laughs> <you're> right. <laughs> right. Well, that's that's the thing. I never went through my party phase yeah. until I had three kids in a stable life with someone <laughs> with a husband who was able to watch my kids so I can go out and be stupid. Right. You know, <laughs> which is fine because now, you know, I'm older and I, I can be stupid and still not end up, you know, in jail or it's drunk a on the street. Stupid. I'm a mature <laughs> stupid. <laughs> Oh, that's cool, I guess. (laughs) You know, I think that like either way is like they're so opposite, but the same. It's you're you're still going through and longing for something that you don't have at the moment. And it's not that you don't love being a mother, but it's just you can't only be a mom. Exactly. No, and it's true because I think even there are some women out there who um, 
might say that, you know, that that is fulfilling and, and maybe, but I, not to question it, but I do feel like there is, there has to be, there has to be a little bit more to life than that one thing, because regardless of what it is, there's so many different parts of you and so many different aspects to who you are and your personality and everything that I don't feel like one thing could be enough for anybody. And that's the thing because being a mom is really fulfilling Mm -hmm. and part of a big part of my personality is how nurturing I feel. And so, and that completely, you know, takes that, takes that up. It fulfills that, right. (laughs) Fulfills that part of my life, but that's only one personality trait that I have. You know, I have a lot of other ones that my kids have nothing to do with and there's no way they could fulfill those traits. Right. So there's gotta be other things. Right. Even just having, um, fun without having to worry about someone else. Right. Right. So even if, motherhood is everything and and all for you and you don't you know you're completely content not working outside of the home and you don't really feel like you need too many relationships outside of that and all that kind of stuff still at the end of the day you know to be you you need to at least every once in a while have fun and I have fun with my kids but you cannot you can't convince me that that is the same fun I have when you and I go it's not at all no both fun very different very different and i need both of them exactly. it's a balance but yeah i know it's no you can't you can't just have fun at home and not even you know just with your husband i i love being a wife but i also need relationships and things to do outside of that too yeah and, and i think we mentioned at one point i don't remember which episode but i think we talked a little bit about how when we get to go out it is the only time that we are not having to be on, that we are not always having somebody rely on us. Like when you and I go out, I don't feel like I have to take care of you and you don't feel like you have to take care of me. Mm -hmm. And that is, that is right there is a huge reason enough to go out. Yeah. Yeah. And you don't realize, you don't realize, I don't think until you get that time to yourself, how much you actually do when you're at home, because it's, it's like when you and I, when we're at the hotel after one of these you know, one of these nights out or whatever, I can go pee and I don't have to make sure that my kids are safe and what they're doing and that there's nothing that can hurt them while I'm not, you know, watching them for 30 seconds. And even something like that is just so refreshing. (laughs) Something that small. Cause even, you know, uh, if you think about what fun looks like with your family, so even if it's a vacation, mm-hmm. a trip to the water park, a day at the park, a nice walk, a date night with your husband, mm-hmm. all of that requires extra work for you. Yeah. All of a it. A lot of extra work. And when we go out, the only thing I have to worry about is me. Right. Exactly. <laughs> and I got to tell you, I'm really easy to take care of. I'm really easy. <laughs> I'm so laid back. I don't right. need any help with anything. <laughs> And I'm okay with the bare minimum. Myself allows the bare minimum. (laughs) Me too. (laughs) It's when I have to bring all these other uh, people around that all of a sudden my workload just increases. I lied. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So let's get into it. So when you first become a mother, there is uh, so much to celebrate, right? Yeah. Obviously. Oh, yeah. But there's also grief. So I feel like a lot of people don't want to really call it that because it's like, you know, frowned upon just to associate that word with becoming a mom. Yeah. 
but it's there whether you want to call it that or not absolutely yeah you know we are we're shifting into an entirely different person Mm -hmm. and you can't become a new person without losing at least parts of the old right yeah so you know and just because you know mom is an amazing person to be doesn't mean that the person before mom isn't and doesn't deserve to be like mourned yeah I mean, it's, it's absolutely, I mean, it's obviously the happiest time of your life, but it is, it's very, I don't want to say sad, but in some parts it is sad. You're losing your freedom. You're losing the ability to just do whatever you want. You are gaining a lot of stress, a lot of worry. I mean, it's constant, Mm -hmm. constant, like, I don't want this thing to die, but I don't know (laughs) how to keep it alive yet. You know, you, because you don't, there's no like manual with parenthood. Mm -hmm. You have to learn all this stuff and it's intimidating. It is. It's It's a lot to take on. And then you're leaving, you know, you're like shedding the skin. Yeah. But the thing is, is when you're doing that, it's not in the sense of like, you're like, uh, you know, ready to get rid of it. No. You know, you, you have to, whether it's willing to, you're willing to or not. And a lot of times you don't realize that that like transition is happening until you're through it. And then you're like, wait, hold on. (laughs) And I don't know. I don't know if it's the same because you, um, you adopted, but I, I, when you, when you adopted, you didn't really have a lot of notice before. No. Um, I, when I was pregnant, um, not with Skylar, Skylar's pregnancy and the whole experience with that was way different. I was too young to really know what was going on or what was going to happen. I was super naive and, you know, but, um, with the girls, it was almost like, um, both the girls were planned. I was excited to have them. Um, you know, but the closer I got to the end of my pregnancy, it was like this, this just like feeling this impending sense of doom, you know? And it was, I don't know why I felt that way, but it was almost like, um, you know, I'm like, Oh my God, I'm gonna have a baby in two weeks. And I was dreading it. And it was kind of like, what, you know, I know how much is going to change. I know how hard this is going to be. And I know I want this baby, but do I want this baby? Is there any way to not have this baby at this point? (laughs) But I mean, I don't know. It's usually it all goes away when they're born, you know, and then it's the dread's not there anymore, but it's still, yeah, I mean, it's a lot. I think that, um, it, there's definitely a period of that with, uh, adoption, at least for me, because when we started the process, although the, the time, so when we got the call for, for Ellie, we got a call for her the day before. Mm -hmm. So it, I mean, it's like be there in the morning, super fast. Right. But there is a long period of time leading up to it when you're doing the process, right? So you have to go through all these interviews and classes and that's kind of like our pregnancy. Yeah. And so we go through all of that and it's the same feeling because like when we got official, when Mm -hmm. they're like, hey, we, you know, expect to call anytime now. You're like, well... Mm, hold on hold on <laughs> do we get, anytime like or? do we get a day to think about it i mean i know we've been doing this process for like eight months but like give me a minute you know right but at that point it's all just like in your head it's all just thinking about it and imagining yeah. it but then you get the phone call and you're like oh this is real right and then the drive to the hospital i can't even imagine that right. feeling <laughs> Like, you sure you don't want to turn exactly. around? You want to just grab something to eat and head back home? Right. <laughs> oh, the problem is that it can you. Okay. So can you imagine 
if you knew everything you know now mm-hmm. before like yeah obviously going with your second kid you have an idea with the first but i now with three kids yeah the fear i would have going into it if i had known what it was going to be on the other side it's good that we didn't know <laughs> it is good um i you know what i um even knowing what I know now, I think I, I don't, the only thing I think I would change would be the timing, the timing in between them. I would still want them. Um, <laughs> I would still want mine too. That's not what I'm saying. <laughs> no, I know. I'm just trying to think. I mean, yeah, no, I, I would still want them. <laughs> but I do think, I, I do think I would change the timing, but, uh, other than that, yeah, uh, I think it is good that you don't know what you're getting yourself into. I think so too. <laughs> it would make it, it would make it more intimidating. It would make it harder to follow through. <laughs> this podcast is probably doing that for a lot of people. Having kids is great. It's beautiful. It's wonderful. Keep pumping them out. It Keep gets better with each one. Life gets easier. <laughs> That's what they keep telling me. You know me. what they, you know, this, uh, then thing that's out there where they say that having three kids is the hardest amount of kids to have. And then yeah. <laughs> because they say, if you have a fourth kid, a fifth kid, it's just kind of like adding to yeah. the truth. I don't believe that at all. Having three lie. kids is the hardest thing I've ever fucking done. Yeah. It's obviously, you know, extremely difficult, but having four, I don't feel like my life would be easier. No, I feel like I would rip my hair out. And end up in like an insane asylum or something. There I is, don't think that that would be easier. I don't either. There's a stand-up comedian who has a bunch of kids. Yeah. And he talks about, I think he, it's like his fourth or fifth kid. And he's like, you know, just had just had our fourth or fifth kid, whatever it was. Um, and he's like, in case you're wondering what that's like, it's essentially like you're drowning and someone hands you a baby. <laughs> <laughs> that's exactly and what I, I would feel like. I never felt anything more because that is literally what it is. Yeah. You're going underwater you're gasping for air you're struggling you're flailing someone help me help me and they're like okay and then you look up and they're like holding this newborn yeah. that's also crying yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if you could just take care of this we'll deal with you later you're like, but i'm drowning i'm <laughs> like okay but don't let the baby drown right <laughs> it's fine as long as you hold the baby above the water okay <laughs> That's that's so true. That doesn't sum up motherhood. I do often feel like I'm drowning. Mm -hmm. But at the end of the day, like no matter how hard you try to hold on to the version of yourself before you were a parent, they change you. It changes you. And you just you can never completely hold on to that side. You know, not when you're drowning. And then when I was looking into this, I found a word, I guess they, that for a long time, they didn't have a word to actually describe that physical, emotional Mm -hmm. change that women go through from like just woman to mom. Yeah. Um, And it's called matrescence. And it says it's the process of becoming a mother, those physical, psychological and emotional changes you go through after the birth of your child. Yeah. Thank God there finally is a name for that. Yeah deserves a name yeah (laughs) i mean it's a pretty big deal (laughs) right and then when i was reading about this the definition um was comparing it to the changes that we go through during adolescence Mm -hmm. and so it says 
Matrescence, the developmental phase of new motherhood is like adolescence, a transition when hormones surge, bodies change and identity and relationships shift. Mm -hmm. And also says it can feel like a big swirl of emotion, but much of it is physically rooted in hormone changes, just like adolescence. And I just think it is so interesting how we have created such a moment around puberty, around adolescence. And there's books and there's talks and guides and groups and help to help teens go through all of these changes, which makes sense. There should be. Yeah. But then there's no postpartum help at all. No, none. There's none. I mean, there's even help for the people around the people going through this. (laughs) Isn't that some shit? Right, <laughs> like you can pick up books and like how to parent a child going through puberty and right. like how you know what i mean there's all this but like where's our books man right you know there's where's our empathy <laughs> well mothers don't get empathy right we don't get education no. or educating or explaining or nothing right. they're like you got this well it is i mean and it's like you said earlier everybody is like well this is what you wanted right exactly this is what you wanted this is this is how it is that's you know? motherhood that's right. motherhood that's like being i a mom. understand that but i'm still struggling exactly. okay <laughs> noted didn't help right <laughs> i think too like with puberty you know we're given this transitional period too yeah that is just not allotted to new mothers mm-hmm. and there's such this idea that women are just born mothers you know we're just natural mothers yeah and so that is a lot of the reason i feel like we don't get that period right so like when you look at a teen going through this yeah um all these changes with everyone's body well it's new and they they don't know Mm -hmm. and so confusing and they can't help it but then with us it's like i mean that's just motherhood women are made to be mothers yeah deal with it and you know i see that a lot in my house too because my son is is 14 and is going through puberty and we <laughs> your dog's just ran by and distracted oh. me <laughs> i saw something out of the corner of my eye and i look and Brittany's three ducks are running through the yard i forget we have them sometimes i forgot you had until just now <laughs> Oh, they're, they're so, so dang cute. Uh-huh. Okay, so anyway, sorry. <laughs> um, so yeah, so my son, every time he is um, gets an attitude or he gets moody or whatever, my husband and I are like, well, he's going through puberty. You know, that's, that's mm-hmm. his body, his mind is shifting, it's changing. But then I get an attitude, I get sad. And it's, <laughs> it's like, get your shit together, Marissa. I know, I'm like, well, I've been around these kids all day. I haven't talked to any adults. I haven't right. moved. I've been getting jumped on. They're like, oh, well, you're a mom. You wanted it. Exactly. I'm like, okay. <laughs> Did I though? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, no. And then also like the idea too, that when we have a kid that that switch should be immediate and it Mm -hmm. should be easy, Mm -hmm. but then no one is like preparing you. Right. So even with, I'm sure with Skylar, you had conversations with him before big changes started. Yeah. Yeah. To prepare him so that it wasn't shocking. Yeah. That it, it he was able to understand what was happening to him and understand his body and understand why he was feeling this way. Exactly, yeah. And then when you look at it, compare that to women becoming mothers. No. <laughs> no. Nobody set me down for a talk. <laughs> no, there was no talk. There's obviously common knowledge. People know in general your body changes. People know that, right. you know, there's physical changes. There's some emotional changes. But... 
the extent of it for me being a woman who should know this very well yeah i am shocked at how much information i don't know and i'm always learning Mm -hmm. about what can what potentially will happen once you give birth yeah and i i can't imagine going through all of that and just thinking you're crazy yeah i mean because there are permanent and even if you do know everything that's involved every emotional every body change that's going to happen mm-hmm. it it doesn't make it any easier when it does you know right it's just like i knew what was going to happen emotion wise i knew that i was going to be super emotional i knew that my body was going to change but it doesn't mean that when it happened it's any easier because i knew it was going to happen right you know and then of course there are tons of things things that i just went through that i had no idea yeah that could happen yeah <laughs> that you know after having children and stuff and it it is it's a lot and it's and i'm over a year out now and still dealing with it so. right and i think too a lot of the the mind games the mental stuff that yeah. happens after mm-hmm. uh especially things like depression and stuff like yeah. that is not it's just mind bo- mind blowing to me that that stuff isn't talked about more because that's something that is so well known that when you're in it, you don't recognize you're in it. Yeah. So to not already to not be able to recognize that, you know, and then to not have any help. Well, and it's the postpartum depression and it's, I mean, it's being talked about more now, but I don't really feel like there's a lot more being done about it. Mm -hmm. I also wonder to not to say these are, you know, like postpartum is connected to this, but just, maybe just like a kind of I guess a basic depression after yeah something I hadn't thought about but when I was looking into it I thought was really interesting is they talk about how when you're pregnant how much attention you get Mm -hmm. you get not only attention but like the best kind of attention yeah you are constantly being ooed and awed over you are constantly being complimented and reassured and like pampered and you know i mean oh she's pregnant hold the door open she's pregnant give her a seat she's pregnant oh my gosh you're pregnant when are you due like it's all exciting Mm -hmm. and then you have the baby and then they're like get out the way and they're like oh the baby the baby the baby and then you're just chopped liver you are yes you're just there (laughs) to bring them the baby (laughs) (laughs) that's exactly how it is and people don't really even joke about it my mom says all the time that you know my kids are her favorite kids now (laughs) she's like you i had two of my own i don't don't think so you guys were average at best (laughs) at best but it's true and you can even see that starting in the hospital you know you go there you're in labor everybody's taking care of you you have the baby and then you're you know the Mm -hmm. mother nurse baby or the mother baby nurse comes in but it's more definitely more centered towards the baby right yeah you stop getting a lot of care they fed me yeah. And I mean, <laughs> I, I feel they fed me. I mean, kept me alive so I can keep this one alive. That's right. really what that was for. actually. Yeah. <laughs> and it's intimidating because you have um, all the nurses coming in and they're still checking you to make sure whatever wounds you got during, you know, birth yeah. or are settled. And then you have the lactation consultants coming in. And I don't know if you've ever dealt with one of them, but they are the pushiest I've heard that in the entire world <laughs> I mean it's you can just if you're modest just forget about it because they come in there and basically just rip your clothes off and grab your tit and they're like this is how you do it and you're like oh okay <laughs> doesn't matter who's in the room you know they're like oh it's natural and I'm like I get that but come on man <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I know I can hold it I can hold it right. myself 
thank you they do they get in there and it's it's intrusive and they're like well this is just how it is now and you're like okay no i have not had to deal with that but you are i've heard that from like three or four people that they're really pushy they well and you know and i know that you know feeding the baby from your body is supposed to be great and everything but sometimes it just doesn't work out i wasn't able to breastfeed any of my kids for very long it just wasn't in the cards for me yeah but they they want you to they want you to bad and well I've, thank goodness there's this thing called formula exactly you can go to the store and buy it <laughs> works so, just as well <laughs> uh as a surprise to no one i was unable to breastfeed my children <laughs> well that's terrible you started off wrong <laughs> uh and i got so i remember getting looks mm-hmm. and stuff when i went to get the formula yeah Uh, especially when I would have the baby with me, when I would have kids with me at the store buying the formula, yeah, the, the looks and a couple of times little comments. And I'm like, what would you have me do? My body, uh, did not birth these children and is unable to make milk. And I mean, I, what should we have them starve? (laughs) Is that your suggestion? You can't feed them from your boobs. Don't feed them. Right. Just let them die. They do. Yeah. And I did. I felt, I felt like a failure each time. Everybody, and I know they're they're well-meaning, but you're like, are you breastfeeding? And then you have to kind of like, no. They're like, oh, why not? Like, I'm not producing milk. It's, And then they're like, oh, well, why aren't you producing milk? And I'm like, I'm just not. You know, yeah. I don't even know your name. Why are we discussing my boobs right now? <laughs> right. <laughs> and it is. It's strangers. Strangers yeah. will ask you. And I'm like, this is not normal conversation. That's a whole nother thing that I wasn't, I hadn't even thought about talking about. But that's a whole nother topic. Because the way that once you become a mother, yeah. uh, your body is just it's just up for grabs. I yeah. mean, we we can talk about it, we can touch it, we can come because you're a mother now, and yeah, personal space is not a thing. <laughs> no, and I've had so many people talking about, oh, you're gonna lose that belly after you give birth, and I'm like, okay, but if I don't, then what? <laughs> right? And then it's intimidating to see them the next time after I've had birth. I'm like, sorry, I'm still fat, you know. <laughs> yes, <it's laughs> apparently still- it doesn't just go away. <laughs> <laughs> I know. <Right>? <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, they are. And, the, and about your baby, too. I can't even tell you. I don't put socks on my babies. I mean, if it's cold, obviously their feet are covered. But do you not love them? <laughs> That's what it feels like. People <laughs> and strangers at the grocery store. Oh, you should put some socks on that baby. Oh, you should mind your fucking business. How about that? <laughs> right. No, things. haven't lost a toe yet. <laughs> so we're just going to keep going. I know. <laughs> I should start telling. Oh, I'm so sorry. I can't afford socks. You should. Do you have any socks for me? Can you hold up like the QR code and be like, but you can Venmo me. (laughs) How bad do you care about this baby's feet that you'll never see again? (laughs) It's just the audacity, really. (laughs) Um, Well, I think like not being prepared for all of these things um, leaves you questioning yourself doubting yourself you feel wrong and it feels very isolating it is it's a very lonely feeling it is Mm -hmm. because if it's not talked about it if you haven't heard it before Mm -hmm. when you go through it you believe you are alone it's just like that with anything in life if you feel like you've never heard it no one said yeah oh my gosh that was when i had a baby no one tells you this kind of stuff you are left to sit there and feel alone and then when you feel like it's just you you feel embarrassed yeah because yeah. why am I feeling like this? Nobody else yeah. is experiencing this. This is just me. I There's something wrong with me. Well, because people, when when people talk to you about the baby, they discuss the extreme highs mm-hmm. and they ex- 
and they what did they do <laughs> i am still so tired <laughs> You know, I wanted to tell, I, Marissa heard the story, but I do have to share my daughter, my little turd of a daughter. She, she's a little turd. She, um, we, I, we got back from the event. Like I said, I was there from eight to four. I was on my feet the entire time. I was running around the entire time. There was about 20 minutes where I sat and I ate some lunch. 20 minutes. Yeah, it was (laughs) 20 minutes. It was a long day. My daughter who did no work. All day. Let me just tell you. I went, got home. I was doing something. And I just said kind of to myself, I was like, oh, I'm so tired. <laughs> and she says instantly without missing a beat, you're tired. I was the one who was running around and playing all day. Mm-hmm. You just sat there and talked to people. So I'm not tired at all because I had a restful day. <laughs> you have no room to be tired. You're tired. <laughs> You don't even know what she went through. Okay, so let's talk a little bit about some of the changes that you face as new moms that um, aren't as talked about. We touched on a little bit on them, but we're going to go into a little bit more depth. So some of these I have actually never heard or really read anywhere. Mm -hmm. So one of the first ones is you lose your routine. Mm -hmm. That seems, I mean, it's so obvious, but I guess I just never hear people talking about that. Yeah. Um, You know, you're now at the mercy of a newborn yeah who knows absolutely nothing about routine <laughs> <laughs> and routines keep us sane so like as a woman our brains are just always moving always thinking out the next minute yeah and then when our routines you know are so our routines they don't require all that because it's just constantly the same it's consistent and so there's this little tiny part of your life that you can just push to the side mm-hmm. and just consistently do without having to put thought into it. But then when you add a child into that, now you're having to plan out every single shower, every single time you brush your teeth, brush your hair, mm-hmm. and it's fucking draining. It is. <laughs> it is. And that's the thing, uh, you know, that's why I, I brought up just peeing and right without having to worry about it. Because that's the thing. I mean, I don't think people understand that I can't even get up to grab something and leave my cup of coffee sitting there. I right. have to go so far as to plan where can I move this coffee cup to before I walk across the room. Exactly. It is. It's, it's exhausting. It's constant. It is. And it's like I said, an example, like shower, brush your hair and stuff Mm -hmm. like that, because that is just something that you either consistently, like say you, if you could go to work, you consistently can wake up, you shower, you go to work. Mm -hmm. Um, Now you had a baby into it. Do you have time to shower? (laughs) Yeah. Let's start there. Right. Right. Because like, how many times did you get up last night? Exactly. Do you really want to shower? Do you want to sleep that extra 15 minutes? Exactly. What are you going to do? You know? Right. And should you shower before or after you feed the baby? What makes sense? You know? Can you get in the shower without waking the baby? You know, that's I mean, the it's the biggest thing. Yeah. Yes. Like, that's, that's always like the quietest, absolutely like, quietest thing I can do in the mornings. I'm like, the worst thing is to wake a child up. And everything <laughs> seems so loud. It's always so loud. <laughs> the, the maddest I get at my husband is when the kids are napping and I'm like tiptoeing around. Yeah. And he's like, oh, let me just slam this door. Yes. It just seems like everything he does is so fucking loud. And why do you drop everything? everything right i've never dropped more than when i'm trying to be quiet like all of a sudden i can't hold on to shit right. like it's so annoying 
<laughs> yes. No, I hate it. And I had to do that yesterday for the event because I had to get up at six. Yeah. And I didn't want them up at six no. and then coming to the event. Absolutely <laughs> not. Right. But now you have to start planning around all of that. And all of that requires thought. Yes. And it sounds so silly when you just think, oh, you have to think like, should I brush my teeth or shower first? No, that's not it. Yeah. It's I literally can't do every breath I take. I need. Can I take this breath? Yeah. It's <laughs> now a good time. It's just going to inconvenience <laughs> anybody. It's going to disturb anything. <laughs> <laughs> you go from like creating your own schedule based around a small handful of things, you know, work, stuff like that to 100% working around the baby's schedule. So when you you sleep, when you eat, when you leave the house, when you come home, when you use the bathroom, yeah. when you have fun, like all that has to now be planned. <laughs> yeah, right. exactly. And it's all based on their schedule. Yeah. So you're just, it's just all accommodating everybody but yourself, essentially. Exactly. And a baby's schedule is a very loose schedule. It is very loose. <laughs> I mentioned earlier, not great with routine. No. And you try so hard and you're like, you're going to get on this routine. Mm -hmm. I think the fuck not. (laughs) (laughs) And it's, I kind of got tricked because my first two were super easy babies. Trinity, however, was like, let me show you what it's like to be on the other side, mom. (laughs) That's why she's so loving. Now, yeah. Because she, well, she's always loving, but she just was difficult but she loves you in return it was so funny it's (laughs) skylar and evelyn both and i you know you could see some people looked at me like they were actually angry with me that i had such easy babies (laughs) i mean evelyn literally slept through the night almost from the beginning yeah and then uh and i was like what do you mean babies cry do babies really cry (laughs) mine mine don't i've never heard that you know yeah and then trinity comes along she's like you haven't heard crying i'm gonna cry for a month straight how about that <laughs> and so that's what she did and this was- is what it sounds like <laughs> yeah. yeah so you have two babies and they tricked me into having a third mm-hmm. and the third ended up being gassy and colicky <laughs> and she did not like to sleep anywhere and yeah yeah that's really funny <laughs> <laughs> It's funny now that it's over. It's funny now that you see her and she's the biggest little love muffin in the world. Trinity is the cutest and the sweetest. Ah, I just want to eat her. Mm -hmm. I just love her. She's just so freaking sweet. She is really sweet. Yeah. Just a moment for Trinity. A moment for Trinity. I have a teenager. I have a three-nager. Shout out to Trinity. And then I just have this sweet little cuddle bug. I left the house when I was leaving to come over here. I was like, bye, Trinity. And she was just like, just blowing me kisses as I'm leaving. And then I see Evelyn in the in the window and she's like, no. Get your ass back here. She is do you think you're going? I feel so bad. I cannot look at my house as I drive away because I feel so <laughs> bad. Evelyn is always in the in the window and I can't see her, but her mouth is wide open and her eyes are squinted. <laughs> so I know she's just screaming <laughs> and she's like pounding on the window. Like, no. <laughs> I know she thinks that I forget her. <laughs> just like, because I'm trying to. <laughs> I know. And it's like, sometimes I'm like, I'll be right back. I will literally be right back. 
<laughs> yeah, it's not great. <laughs> You're not going anywhere. No. <laughs> I just get picture. Get your ass back in this house right now. Because she gets so excited. If I tell her I'm going bye-bye, she's like, oh, bye-bye, bye-bye. And then yeah. I walk out without her and she's like, what the fuck just That's happened? That's not what we <laughs> talked about at all. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, Trinity's <laughs> do you need some kisses? But you know what's so funny is that Evelyn now has, um, you know, she was beaten up on Trinity. She has gotten into like this phase where she wants to... Um, she wants to comfort Trinity now and Trinity's crying. Uh-huh. And so she'll be like, oh, shh, shh. And she'll try and rub her back. But Trinity's still so scared of her that she like flinches <laughs> and it makes her cry harder because she thinks Evelyn's going to like be her. <laughs> you see the damage you've done, Trinity or Evelyn? My goodness. All right. So the other one is changes in marriage roles. So adding a child into your family, obviously, is going to switch up your roles Mm -hmm. within the marriage. You're adding a huge responsibility into the mix. And then a lot of that responsibility falls on the mom. Yes. So or or she feels like it should. Yeah. And so she takes it on Mm -hmm. because, you know, I mean, hey, that's what good mothers do. And so then there's a lot of stress and anxiety and a lot of times resentment. Yeah. Um, I actually have two completely different experiences with this because um, with my son, I was I was dating his dad, mm-hmm. um, but it was not super serious and it hadn't been like a real long relationship. But, you know, when I found out I was pregnant, I did give him the choice to stay or go. I'm like, you know, I know this isn't. Yeah. <laughs> We're not in the place to get married. Absolutely not. Yeah. But, uh, you know, I'm like, so if you want to stay, stay. If not, that's cool, too. And he was like, no, of course I'm going to stay. Um, and before... Um, I got pregnant. We um, were on a bad path. We were um, not great people, right? (laughs) (laughs) Just not at all. And then, um, and then of course I got pregnant. I straightened up, you know, I wanted, I knew I was going to keep the baby and so I wanted to make sure it was healthy or whatnot. Mm -hmm. And I, I just, it kind of forced me to grow up and he did not. So, and that was a lot of resentment because I was working and I was taking care of the baby and he wasn't doing any of that. And, um, and so with that, it it wasn't, I didn't feel like everything was put on me. Everything was put on me and it was against my, my wishes. And yeah. And then, um, with Brian, I was married and we chose to have children and, and he is a good dad and he's a provider. And obviously it's like you said, um, it almost feels like I should be doing more. Uh, I think that a lot of new moms struggle with that, like feeling of having to do everything or Mm -hmm. wanting to do everything. You know, we can't miss a single moment. Right. Uh, We can't not be a part of every milestone, every first experience. Mm -hmm. uh, And we completely wear ourselves out. And I actually, I didn't even think about that, but I think that that is the perfect example of what we're talking about on the podcast right now is because a big part of me um, being myself outside of being a mom Mm -hmm. is this podcast that we do. You know, Mm -hmm. this is something that I like to do that has nothing to do with being a wife or a mom. Right. And um, I was here recording a podcast when Trinity took her first steps. I remember. And so that is, and then I'm like, I feel so guilty. I feel terrible. I'm like, that's my last baby. And I don't even get to see that. Yeah. Like, but do I, do I want to give up? the very few things I have just for me 
because of that. So I have to kind of, you know, I saw Skylar walk. I saw Evelyn walk. I, it's okay. I see right. her walk all the time now. Yeah. I missed the first one, but you know, it's, you gotta, you gotta give some. I mean, exactly. It's not something that you intentionally didn't, didn't see. It's not something that you are gone so often that you yeah. hardly ever see your children they hardly even recognize you as their mother <laughs> uh, you know but that's where your head goes yeah but exactly like, well, they probably don't even know who i am <laughs> <laughs> yes no it's just that the few minutes you took to yourself happened to be the minutes that she took her yeah, first step bad timing exactly <laughs> i also kind of wonder too how much of that desire or that like that I don't want to say need, but the feeling that you need to be a part of and see every single first and every single yeah. significant moment. Like how much do we put of that on ourselves that we just naturally want to see those things Yeah. versus how much of that is just in our head that we should see those things? Yeah, um, I, I think it's probably about 50-50, you know, yeah. I, I do. I mean, I want to be able to see those things right. it's special you know it's their mm -hmm. first and especially with your last baby it's yeah. your last first of everything mm -hmm. and so that's really sweet but then also it's kind of unrealistic to think that yeah. you know you can't always be there even if you don't have a life outside of being a mom you're just you're not going to be around them 100% of the time right and um but society is also pushing it on you like oh you missed their first step that's Ew, that's not good. You right. Know, they're not going to remember you being there and exactly. things like that. So it's, I don't know. I think it's kind of 50, 50. It's kind of like this representation of what mom is mm -hmm. in society. When you think of mom, what that means. Yeah. And it is always this like ever doting, always wanting to see everything, be around for everything, experience everything with their kids. And as much as, you know, I definitely do. I agree with you 100%. Like there is definitely a part of me that wants to see that mm -hmm. stuff. But I think the guilt that I get from not is because of what society has put on us yeah. versus in my own head. You know, I don't necessarily feel guilty on my own yeah. for missing it. I feel sad. You know, I feel disappointed yeah. that I might have missed something. But that guilt, I feel, is like because everybody else is like, yeah, we should feel bad. Yeah. <laughs> Are you sad? You should be. Exactly. Yeah. Then you're doing it right. Right. <laughs> um, okay. And then the last one mm -hmm. is uh, professional identity changes. And that came up a lot when I was researching. And I wasn't sure if we were going to talk about it too much because we both had kids when we were, you know, we were going to stay at home with them. Yeah. Um, but, you know, when I started thinking about it, I still think it, it needs to be talked about because I know that a lot of the people who listen to this are working moms. Yeah. Um, and it needs to be acknowledged. So we can't relate to it as much on like a personal mm -hmm. level. But then again, I, I can in some ways, right? Because I started working, doing event planning when they were little and kind of went through some of this, yeah. right? Well, and I was a single mom for five years and I work. Yeah, exactly. So. Exactly. I know I keep thinking about with the girls, but obviously, know, yeah. yeah, you definitely understand a lot yeah. of that. Wherever you, one of the biggest things is wherever you put your profession mm -hmm. on your your list of importance whether it was just a job to make money or as a career that you were really looking to you know grow in yeah either way it is now bumped down yeah on your list yeah and so whether you want it to or not <laughs> just uh, is what it, is. it is your priorities completely shift and now you have to figure out this whole work 
life balance, Mm -hmm. something that, you know, you've never had to do before, especially with you doing it as a single, single mom. Yeah. And because then it's, um, you're kind of forced to have your kid and your job, both as your top priority, because obviously you can't not have your kid as your top priority. But if you lose that job, then, you know, you're screwed. It kind of falls into being, making sure your kid is your top priority by having money to provide for your kid. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) No pressure. No pressure. (laughs) I know. It's a lot of pressure. You know, when I was a single mom and I moved out on my own, I was working two jobs. I was, you know, going to work in the morning, picking my son up from daycare, dropping him off with family and then going back to a different job. And it was insane. It was survival mode for five years straight. (laughs) Yeah. That's the thing too, is it's not uh, a few months, you know, it's not like a little transition period. It is. It's it's, just like, it is now, this is how you live. Yeah. That is something that I wanted to talk about because it, that's such a great example, your situation, because it's going to be different, that Mm -hmm. work-life balance, how hard it is to find a balance, Mm -hmm. um, how content they are with that balance. All of that is going to depend on their career, their financial situation, Mm -hmm. their their help or lack of help. Uh, everyone is going to, it's going to be different. Some people might be able to find that work-life balance a lot easier if they have a huge support system. Right. Um, if they are financially stable and don't depend so much on the job. Right. Uh, that's very different than someone who is, if I lose this job, I'm on the streets. Exactly. Um, who doesn't have a support system. Finding that balance is a little bit more challenging. Yes. Right? Yeah. And then, like I said, I've been in both, both positions. Yeah. yeah. When I was a single mom, it was kind of like, if I lose this job, we are, we're going to be in some big trouble. But then when I've been with Brian and he has also has a job, so it's not just my income that's making us survive. Right. Uh, then yeah, working was a lot less stressful. Uh, I definitely think it can also lead to a lot of resentment. So, you know, maybe you have resentment now towards your job from mm-hmm. taking you away from time with your baby. Mm-hmm. Or on the other end, you know, which is probably not, I don't hear about much, but you can resent your baby for taking away time from your career. Well, and I think that there are definitely people out there. You have Mm -hmm. people who are super passionate about their jobs and and it is, I mean, you, if that is what you are passionate about, a lot of people, I think work just to make money, Mm -hmm. but then you have like doctors and lawyers and people who've gone to school for a long time and are doing what they want to do. And then you have a baby and you might want that baby, but then you're getting pulled away from what you feel like you were really happy and successful at. Right. I mean, I definitely get it. Yeah. I've never loved a job that much, but I get it. Right. (laughs) I can't relate to it. Can't relate, but but I I understand. understand. (laughs) Uh, No, it is because if you think about it, like, if you have, if you're passionate about something, you really love something. It yeah. brings joy to your life. It yeah. makes you feel good about yourself. Uh, or like in situations, like you said, with being a doctor or something where you go to school for a really long time, you put years of work, hard work and energy and money into something mm-hmm. and you create something you love so much. And then you decide to have a family, you have a baby. Yeah. And you aren't prepared for how you think you can balance it or you think that it's not going to be that big of a challenge. Yeah. And it is. And now you're torn. And I could definitely see feeling resentment towards your baby because now you're like, 
I, I can't do what I want to do because I have to keep you alive. Yeah. <laughs> you know? And I mean, and feeling that resentment, it sounds terrible, but it's, I mean, it doesn't mean you don't love them. You know, it's the same exactly. with your husband. I feel resentment towards Brian all the time. All the fucking time. I love him, but I resent the hell out of him. <laughs> right. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and it's fine. It's like, it's a balance. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> I sounded like you when I said balance there. I'm, I'm around you too much. Uh, do we need to talk about how I, I was saying I'm fixing to do something? <laughs> and when you told your son, go on, get, get, I do that all the time. <laughs> get out of here. Get, <laughs> uh, you, well, and then talking about your husband, you can definitely have resentment towards your husband through all this. Absolutely. Because I think this is a huge one because one, maybe he gets to work and you don't. Yeah. Or two, you both get to work, but he gets to work free of the mental exactly hold that you have on you now as a mother yeah he gets to work freely without the stress and anxiety that you're most likely feeling leaving the baby and well and that's the thing i do and i think our situation's kind of unique too because brian works from home yeah but he's got in the basement he's got this <laughs> it's not completely soundproof because he can he can hear us like walking around and stuff yeah but i don't think he can hear like the tv can't hear us right. talking or playing or the kids when they're crying and stuff mm -hmm. um and he's down there talking to adults yeah um just doing you know just whatever he really wants to do right you know i'm sure he works most of the time but mm -hmm. not 100 percent of the time For he sure. can, he you know he can do other things right and then he'll come up and he'll get his lunch and then he'll walk back downstairs mm -hmm. to eat alone um, or he'll come up to just play with the girls for a little bit and then leave. And then, of course, when he leaves to go back downstairs, they're upset. They're like, no, come back, daddy. Right. He's like, oh, I got to work. And I'm like, I'll just handle it then. Right. Next Thanks. time, just stay in the basement, though. <laughs> <laughs> you, you just come up when you can stay up. Okay? Exactly. The little drop-ins. <laughs> I know. And it's like a love-hate situation because I love that. I'm like, oh, he missed them. And he wanted to come up and see him. That's so sweet. Right. And then he leaves. And I'm like, what the fuck did you come up here for, exactly. Brian? You just ruined everything. We were calm. Exactly. <laughs> it's, it switches super, you, yeah, super you quick. Them. Next time I'll send you a picture. <laughs> if you want them, I will be happy to lead them downstairs. Right? Okay. Exactly. You can bring them up once the shock is gone. Exactly. <laughs> uh, another big change with going back to work is mommy brain. Mm. Mommy brain. Uh, is a big one. Yeah. And it's something that we hear a lot about, but I don't think we hear much in regards to careers. Yeah. Uh, going back to work in that kind of state of just fogginess. Yeah. Where you're just forgetful and spacey mm -hmm. and just having a really hard time putting two words together. <laughs> <Yes>. uh, <laughs> but also you need to get back out there and start working. And where is the... Where's the, well, it, you know, give her, give her time. Like she just had a baby. She's got mommy brain, you know, right, like that's yeah. not even considered. No. You just need to get your shit together and get back to work, you know? Exactly. Mm -hmm. Yeah. The baby's out of you. What's the problem? <laughs> <Isn't> the problem. <laughs> now you're done. Yeah. You just go back to normal. You know, I feel like this has to be something that definitely affects how you function. Um, and it's, it has to affect your job. There's just no way around that. Absolutely. Especially mm -hmm. when the baby is brand new, you mm -hmm. know, um, obviously we won't even get into this today, but maternity leave is just a joke. Yeah. And, um, 
And so you you go back when the baby is what two months? What is it normally like six weeks or something? I think it's six weeks. So before the baby is even two months, mm-hmm. I don't I don't even think I was like walking right yet. Right. <laughs> and now you want me to do what? Right. <laughs> and you know the baby is obviously not in a routine yet. It's not yeah. sleeping at no. all. Most of the time you're still feeding it from your body. Yeah. And what do you? I don't even understand how it's possible. I really envy those women, you know, when I had Skylar, I was so young. I was still doing like fast food and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. And so obviously I was able to stay out a little bit longer. Yeah. And then with the girls, I've just been a stay at home mom. So I, I don't know how I just, I, I don't know that I would be strong enough. Having adopted, I can't say that I've experienced it the same way, but I definitely think that when you bring a child into your life, there is a state of panic. There is a like, (laughs) there's this whole adjustment period of like, okay, so I got to hang out with you all day and like keep you alive. And I (laughs) mean, like, let's be honest, I was kind of winging it with myself. So, um, (laughs) I don't know how to take care of me, but I'm going to take care of us. It's going to be fine. (laughs) I survive each day and I'm like shocked that I survived another day just caring for myself. So, (laughs) well, I know that we've talked about it before. Sometimes when I really sit and think about it and I think I'm a wife and a mom to three. What? (laughs) Exactly. Who let that happen? This doesn't make any sense at all. It it shouldn't happen. (laughs) Somebody somebody made an error. (laughs) And it's fine, I guess, now. You should make sure that doesn't happen again. (laughs) Actually, I have some complaints. I I feel like you made an error. I am not equipped for this at all. Uh, So I'm going to need to send something back. I I don't know what yet. Just take one. I won't look. Just one, take one. One's got to go. You got a husband and three kids to pick from. Go. <laughs> All right. Well, that is it for our first part of our three-part series. Our next full episode will continue talking about this and about the changes that we face when we become a mother, losing ourselves to motherhood. But I want to leave you with this quote that I found when I was looking into this topic. I just thought it was so fitting for everything that we talked about tonight and then also just what we kind of are about on this podcast. Mm -hmm. Um, So it says, I am a mother, but I'm also a woman, a wife, a friend. I'm a daughter, a granddaughter, a niece. I am a person too. And I know most of what I talk about right now is my children because they are the air that I breathe. My morning, noon, and night, they are my every day. But I have more layers. Underneath them is me. I'm still here, rearranged, but here. I'm still here, and I need you to remember that. I just think that is so, such a great way to sum up how, what we're talking about in this episode, Mm -hmm. that there, I'm obviously... First and foremost, most as soon as I had children, a mother. Yeah. That's always going to be a huge part of, of me. I'm always going to have stories to tell about my kids. I am going to relate to other mothers. Mm-hmm. That's who I am. That is definitely a part of it. But there is so much more right to me than that. And those aspects need to be nurtured as well. Exactly. And yeah. that's how you be the best mother to your kids by doing that. That's exactly right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, thank you guys so much for being here for girls night. Be sure to send us your fails of the week for our next, uh, mini coming up next week. Girl, same the podcast at gmail.com and find us on all the socials at girl, same the podcast. We are getting so close to being able to do lives. Yes. 
on our TikTok. So if you don't already, make sure you find us on there. We would love to go live for our minis. Never forget that nobody really has their shit together Mm -hmm. as much as you think. And come hang out with us every Monday. Bye. Bye. Girl. 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 Same. Tear us apart. Baby, I would rather be dead. (laughs) And I'm stuck on your heart. That's me. Hang on every word you say. Tear us apart. That's me. I would rather be dead. I had to concentrate singing in my head. I really love that song. I do too.